0: Welcome to the Richmond Bigfooty tiger Tigercast. I'm your host Michael's, and we've got another very special episode tonight with the man who broke all kinds of viewing records on YouTube, Tiger71. Welcome back.
1: Hey, g'day Michael's. Thanks for having me back, mate.
0: No dramas at all. So the reason why we've got you back is just for another bit of a, a trade update and a, some Dusty Martin update. Like I know we're, we we know he's signed, but just so you can put you know put the story on the map a little bit more. But before we get to all that, we'll have a quick chat about the upcoming finals game against Geelong. Big game, qualifying final. What are your thoughts on it?
1: Mate, it's huge. Um, I just heard um, the Geelong um, coach give us a bit of a, a velvet slap, um, saying that, you know, um, we've never experienced a win. So it's all fantasy for us. Um, we've never experienced it before. So, um, yeah, it'd be good just to get that win, mate. We need it. We Get that monkey off the back. Um, if we can beat Geelong, which I believe we can, we've got the talent. Um, let's put it this way. They beat us by 14 points on their um, home deck. They got, you know, hashtag free long. Um, for a reason like that, um, deliberate, which was, wasn't called. They had a few decisions go their way on their home deck. Now they've got to play on our deck, and they've got to play in in front of our crowd, ninety seven thousand. I can guarantee you, sixty five percent of that, seventy percent of that's going to be tiger fanatics. Um, so, if that um, idea that we both believe, and we discussed it um, in the last podcast, and sorry, Gold Dust, I know it really upsets you, mate, when people talk about umpires, um, but. Um, if that's um, as the St Kilda coach, um, what do they he called it? The noise of um, affirmation. affirmation. Yeah,
0: yeah, affirmation. Yep.
1: If we can get that rolling, um, I think we're not. When Geelong is not a fourteen point better side than us, um, the last four occasions have shown that they've been very close games. Um, if we can just get a Fed Income straight run with the Umps, that it's an even fifty fifty game, we'll beat them. I'm confident, more than confident.
0: Yeah, we, we, we match up quite well against them. So, I mean, they're going to be close to full strength and we obviously have everyone virtually available.
1: Um, Josh Caddy's probably going to come in. Who do you think might miss out for Caddy? Look, I think they'll keep Bolton in. I think um, Oleg um, will miss. Yeah, he, he's got a bit of toe to him, but um, you've got to get, you know, speed's only used if you're getting possessions. Um, and in these last couple of games, he's, yeah, he's he's got very minor possession count, um, he has a tendency still to turn it over, but that's natural for a young kid. Um, yeah. So I'm not I'm not having a crack at him at all. Um, so I think we'll use Caddy for that. Um, also, two people underestimate Graham's got a bit of toe on him, particularly his first um his first five steps are quite quick. Yeah. So um yeah no you get you get Graham Caddy Martin, um, and then we've got um Towner. That's four players that have got mongrel that are big bodies. Um, they can play midfield or forward line. So um. Yeah, no, very good.
0: And I think that is important because as we spoke about on the weekly episode that Geelong smashed us in clearances last time. So to have those bigger bodies in and around the contest is going to be pretty vital to, to getting the, I was going to say the four points, but to getting the win. So are you going along to the game?
1: No, unfortunately I can't. Um, I Yeah, it's I've got a few family stuff that came up and um, I missed the intake with the tickets. And, and by the time I, I realised it, um, it was just too late. They were all sold out. So... Um, I'm kicking myself, but I've organised a barbecue at my place. Um, I've got a few mates coming over, um, and we're just going to – they're my support group. They're basically there that if we do lose, um, I don't do anything stupid.
0: (laughs) Well, if you do do anything stupid, just do it in the autopsy
1: thread so we can all laugh at it. Yeah, 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 most definitely, mate. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's, that's um, going to be a cracker, the autopsy thread and the game day thread. No matter oh. which way it goes, it's really going to be all just screaming with excitement or there's going to be just melts everywhere. It's going to be an yeah, interesting day for the yeah. mods. So good luck to Sturge.
1: Yeah, no, it's um, the trolling that we're going to experience if we do happen to lose. Knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But um, all the, um, I love them, all the debut accounts, you know, they all start popping up, you yes. know with their 13 prior posts, um, start giving us velvet-handed slaps. Um, Yeah, it's great fun. A
0: bit of fun. I actually had a venture over to the main board today and had a look at the game day thread over there, and a lot of neutrals are actually hoping that we win. Uh, That could be more for their hatred for Geelong as opposed to them liking us, but it it, uh, definitely rubbed Geelong people up the wrong way. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens if the big footy servers crash one way or another on Friday night.
1: Yeah not to not to um, cause a war between boards but Jesus the um the cat supporters are precious aren't they? Have you read that thread? They're like, "Oh, how come they're talking about Richmond? How come there's 10 page spread about the Tigers and there's nothing about us?" And then they sort of try to link that that the club is talking itself up. It's not reality, cat supporters. Just take a second, sip your tea as you hear me speak. You do, the, you do the, not sell papers. Yeah, and that's yeah, right. That's we, haven't,
0: it. we haven't gone knocking on the media's door. We're, we obviously sell papers whether we win or lose, and they hedge their bets, and they just use us to, to make some money. So that, that's all it really comes down to.
1: Look, they're a really successful successful small club in a shanty town. That's what they are. So they don't have the media pool that we have.
0: No, that's right. So, And I think their place will be like it that way, to be honest, down there. So, Yeah, good on them. Definitely... Definitely a massive game and looking forward to seeing how it pans out. But we'll move on to the topics we are here to discuss. Um, First first of all, uh, as we spoke about off-air, there's a a a bit of stuff going around, or people, I don't know, mocking if you want to call it, about the ones you said you got right last time you were on. And just to clarify for people that you weren't big-noting yourself, you were simply answering my question of just to prove that you're not just making up crap, what have you sort of said in the past and, and it's come true, and that's all you were doing.
1: Yeah, look, really, I wanted to get that clear. That's why I, one of the motivations for me hopping in again, um, guys that know how I post, I never um, post "I told you so, guys, or yes, I'm right, um, or anything like that. I only answered your direct question. So, um, and I noticed um, our podcast sort of took off, and it went on various sites, and, and what probably disturbed me a little bit it was Tiger supporters, saying, oh, I don't know who I am or haven't followed my posting before, or said, oh, he's got tickets on himself. It's not the case. Um if I had tickets on myself, I would have gone on and mentioned other things that I called six months prior to the even media knowing it becoming open knowledge. So um, I, I, I just used that because that was a question, Michael, um, sorry, Tiger 71, validate. Um, or Michael's had asked me that, to validate it, and so I did. Um, but, and look, hopefully the Dusty scenario, a lot of what I said basically happened, um, um, and um, I'm not going to apologise for it. You know, at the end of the day, we're all a community of Tiger supporters, hopefully, and... Um, so there's some people in the know um, that I'm not and I love to hear them post or read their posting because it gives me a bit of confidence that you know everything's going the right way. So Yeah,
0: yeah and like we said the first time, that people do need to realise that some people do actually have good mail and no people. Like, yes, there is a lot of people who do make stuff up for all the fame and glory on Facebook and stuff, but there's little to zero need or motivation for you to have to do that and you're just telling us this because you want to and we always appreciate it. So. That's right. Well, uh, we'll push on to the man you mentioned just before, Dustin Martin. He's obviously now signed, sealed and delivered, which is fantastic. Um, you did sort of call call that out on the last episode, and there was yep. a lot of media speculation, and you watched the interview with Ralph Carr, that he was extremely close, or if not, decided to go to North Melbourne until the last hour, attempt to get him across back to Richmond. I personally don't believe it. I think he's just telling them what they want to hear to make it seem justified why it went out for so long.
1: Um, yeah, is,
0: is, that, is that what happened? Was there any other background yeah, story behind all yeah. that?
1: Yeah. Um, I did a bit of digging after it happened and um, uh, obviously posted on our board and a lot of that um, Kara sort of backed up uh about a week later um, as the dust sort of settled. But, um, yeah, North was never in the hunt, and that's no disrespect to North Melbourne, you know. Um, they weren't really in the hunt. I don't really believe that he gave um, too much consideration in going to North Melbourne. Look, he would have gone to North. I'll, I'll clarify this. He would have gone to North if we didn't lift our offer. That I have no no doubt on. But um, I sort of – I'm trying to bring it up on our board now, so I'd sort of um, give you – I put a bit of a timeline on, actually, the Dustin Martin thread um, – and I'm just going quickly to come pick it back up. But um, I sort of succinctly put down what I believe that's happened. So give me a sec. It should not take me long to have a look to bring it back up. Um,
0: and, yeah, I'm glad that – oh, I'm not glad. But they were kind of my thoughts. And even, like, you know, people like Mark Stevens were, you know, puffing their chest out and boasting around. They got all the inside word and all that. But I don't think they realised that a lot of them were just literally pawns in the North Melbourne – um, camp that carr was using just to, to get a bit more money and, and to cut carr's credit he did his job perfectly he got the most money he could for his player at with us um, and he made himself
1: look really good in the process so he did. Yeah, he did, and he did. He, he did it superbly. Like at the end of the day, he did what we predicted he would do. Um, he basically, um, okay, now I've brought it up here. Basically, what he tried, what he did. We, uh, when it came out, if I can start from the beginning, <clears throat> if you remember, it wasn't really the dollars. I think we offered eight hundred at eight fifty or something like that. That's what they were at, and we were quite firm with. Um, sorry, we offered about eight eight fifty, I think it was, and um, the money wasn't really the issue. It was more the length of time of contract. That's that's going through my notes all the way back then. That was the main sticky point. So basically what happened was as we weren't going to move um, and we were fair dinkum, we we're not going to move on the price because what well, people have forgotten because of all of this, in 2016, Dustin Martin, even though he got a lot of possessions, um, his reputation got ha- hit because a lot of his rep- uh, possessions weren't effective or they weren't um, they weren't um, hurtful to the opposition. Um, and Cochin got marred on the same boot, you know, the one-two, the one-two. So <coughs> and early in the year we stayed... I think I believe, from my knowledge, it was about 800K. I know people are reported about 850, but um, from I'm pretty well s- solid on my source that it was around about 800K. So what, um, what um, uh, Ralph Carr did, he did exactly right. He got to work. Um, he basically uh, put Dusty out there. Um, he got a, de- a club that was desperate for him. That and Look at North situation. They can't afford to stay bottom four for, let's say, four or five years. They just can't afford to. Um it's no disrespect to their supporters, but the reality is they have, what, uh, max 25K if they're on a great day, um, uh, attendances at their games. They've got a really bad um, stadium deal. That's why they're playing in Tasmania. They haven't got a huge membership base, so it's improving. Um, and if they're getting slammed, getting 15 16th positions, three, four years um, straight, they need to sell hope. So, um, And they've got a lot of money. So, um, yeah, Dusty was like, yeah, fantastic. Um, so they went ahead and said, yeah, straight away we'll pay him a million bucks. And, and I think they came out with something like five or six years. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we lifted sl- – and then Dusty's form, around eight, round nine, Dusty had delivered a body of work that was really, really great. Like, let's not kid ourselves. It was brilliant. So um, the club sat back, looked at it, and said, okay. Um, Saul knew the offer from um, North Melbourne – um, I believe we went up to lift out the, the length of contract. Um, we tried to – sorry, we tried to hold on the length of contract, but we lifted our dollars. So I think we ended up getting up to close to a million dollars with our second offer. Um, then Carr, did, again, did it perfectly. Uh, went back to North and said, look, you're not going to get him. Um, you've really got to lift the um, dollars higher to prime out. And that's when that ridiculous – which I personally believe, is my personal opinion, it was irresponsible to the North Melbourne Football Club. They offered 1.5 for seven years, which is ridiculous to offer a, any player. So um, and he kept him hanging. Um, and how he kept him hanging, he played the media. Steve O, it must be mates with Carr. I, I, he must be because you, only for friendship would you look so stupid. Only for friendship would you help a bloke out um, by feeding absolute rubbish. There was no way he was going to go to um, go to North. And and look, he even said um, when they did that big uh, footy show, "Oh yeah, look the talk." was that he might have gone to North Melbourne last week. That wasn't the case. That was just an appeasement so he doesn't burn north and any future dealings. Um, The reality of what I know, um, we've lifted to 1.1. We stayed at 1.1. We did not move from 1.1. We've stayed at 1.1 um, since the latter part of last um, this year. So I think around about June, um, yeah, June, July. Um, and where we did bend a little bit, we offered seven years. Um. Now, keep in mind, everyone said 1.3. That's all rubbish. It's 1.1, I believe, the mail that I've got. But what we've sort of done is we've front-loaded a lot of the agreement um, because we can. So the first couple of years, he's going to get paid a fair bit. Um, And then towards the end of part of the years, um, he won't be on 1.1. He'll be on like 800, 900K. Yeah, Um,
0: I suppose that's similar to how Buddy's contract worked. Obviously not over the same amount of time, but I think his was heavily front-loaded. And by the end, it would drop off a little bit.
1: That's why we um, we signed on our kids first. That's why – and I sort of was alluding to that on our boards. Um, when we got Rioli over the line, we got um, Butler across, Costanza re-signed, and a couple of other kids. Ellis is re- back on board. We've secured Alex Rand, I think it's 2019 or 20, Rewalt's 2019, Cochin's 2020. So as they start to come up um, new terms, Martin's only getting paid 800K. It's not going to affect us at all. And by that time too, the actual – salary cap, the teleplayer payments, has increased it by about another 4%. So uh, we've handled it beautifully, um, and it's given us enough of a war chest to still be active, if not this year as well as next year. Um, From some of the notes I've got here, um, we're still going to be a player. We really do believe our window is open, uh, and we believe our window is open for the next three to four years if we we perform um, and continue with our build Um, correctly in relation to getting the right players to the club at the right time.
0: Yes, I mean, that was everyone's and still is main concern is that how do we possibly have the dollars and cents to go after more players to bring in? But to me, the club wouldn't have offered Dusty an amount that wouldn't have allowed him to do that because you still need to add to your list. You've got to keep building. You can't just rely on the same people year in, year out kind of thing. Um, So how much money we have, Who knows? But it is good to hear that we will be active, and I'm I'm sure we'll get to a couple of possible targets shortly. Um, I just want to touch on, obviously, there was a bit of good banter going on between the North board and our board about this. Uh, Philly, one of their posters was Adam, and he had pretty good information, and um, he seemed to think that he was over the line and this, that, and the other. Unfortunately for us, he was wrong. but, yeah, you know, he's taken it all in good fun kind of thing. So the banter was good, but like we sort of said last time, the personal attacks weren't great, and, and hopefully that doesn't continue this time around.
1: Yeah, just my whole feedback on that. Um, uh, firstly, um, to the North um, uh, supporters that called me everything under the sun, I think um, I was mentally challenged, uneducated. Um, the user, um, using ARM, I just did it again, means, um, I, look, I've just done it again. Um means I'm lying um, full of rubbish and all this sort of stuff. Really, I've never done a podcast before, um, so that's why I'm doing Um. It's um, Obviously, this is my second one. It's a speech pattern. It's got nothing to do with the honesty or the integrity of what I've said. And then I also – and some of the other stuff was just garbage, so I've just basically ignored it. But what I didn't want to ignore was Philly Roo copying it. Um, I've been in his boat before when the Shill incident happened where I believed from all, every source I was getting, all the information I was getting was going to happen. And, look, the media backed up that we were very, very close, um, that we were going for it. But I trust when Philly Rue says, because, you know, you don't want to call people liars unless you've got 100% proof. I trusted the fact that he was saying he was getting his info for the club, I'll, from North Melbourne. I've always been open. My info doesn't come from within the club. My info comes from outside of it because it's within the industry. So, um if I'm hearing information from sources that I know, uh, that I trust, that have, um, generally have had a really good success rate, I will believe it, um, and I'll share it. Uh, Phil Ru did exactly the same thing. That's why, out of my own back, I went on their thread and basically said anyone that calls him a liar and um, attacks him and all that sort of thing, it's got rocks in their heads. Because you know we're all part of a community. We're all here to you know talk about footy, and that's all it should be. It should be all above board and I think I got the message across. Um, He got off a lot lighter than I did. I have to be honest, Um, but which is a good thing. I think it shows the maturity of the board. Um, And you know, there was that one North mod. Um, I don't know what his name is. I've forgotten it. Um, What's his? um, The Phil Wizard. Yeah, great guy. Yeah, absolutely great guy. guy. Um, And yeah, so look, there was good relationships that were formed between it. Look, there's a few weirdos uh, on the north. you know, one one of them one of them stalks me and tweeted to um, what's his name? You know that whisperer tweet. I don't oh, do Twitter. Yeah, yeah I know you. Actually, you're a trade actually yeah, actually tweeted him. Are you Tiger seventy <laughs> one? Um, which I had a bit of a smile on and a bit of a chuckle. I can tell everyone that's listening to this podcast. I don't use Twitter. Never have. I'm old school. Um, it's before. It's after my generation. So i no, I don't even do Facebook. Um. I'm still, yeah, um, Michael's is the one that got me on a, onto Skype, which we're using now. I never really use Skype. My kids do. So, um, yeah, um, that was funny. I found that quite funny. But, yeah. Um, yeah. There was a good, good bit of banter
0: between the boards. And like you said, there was a couple of really good posters on there as well. And I even posted on their board too and, and sort of made it clear that I really hope that Philly Roo doesn't close his account and c- continues posting because after all, it's just a football online forum. We're all there to... Share news and info and talk for you, like you said. and um, that's Yeah, a good bit of banter and, and that's that. That's we'll, it. We'll uh, push on to some trade gossip, which I believe you yeah. have lined up. So what have you heard since the last time
1: we spoke? Yeah, if I can. Um, now, now, I'm really conscious of me using the word um. um it's, better, uh, it's better using um than swear words, so we'll roll with that. Um, now, I, my, I mentioned last podcast that as we get closer at the end of the, end of the, the football season for the other side's News starts to warm up and it starts to get a bit more heated. So, I made a few phone calls uh, last week and this week, um, just generated a few um, names out there and they've been repeated. So I'm going to repeat the ones that I think are fairly solid um, and see what happens. And some of this is on the media already, because obviously I've posted it um, on the boards. So some of this week is from news is from last week and so on and so forth. But well, here we go. Um, I said in the last po- podcast that we weren't keen on Casbolt. Um, and, obviously, he's re-signed. It's what we all, what I thought from the mail that I was getting. Um, the reason why is, yeah, he's a good contested mark, but his work weight, um, particularly in the last part of the year, was a real concern for us where our whole club's built on work right now. It's a non-negotiable. So the other reason, too, is we believe we have uh, a few good kids um, in the reserves that are good marks um, that are that, – like, for example, I believe his name is Moore. Uh, we rate him quite highly internally. But we also have other targets that um, we believe can add um, a greater marking presence in the forward line and are quite tall. So uh, that brings me to, I mentioned it about five months ago and then started warming up to it about three months ago to some of the posters on our board, that the rumours going around that Tristan Lynch, Tom Lynch, sorry, is gettable. Now, I didn't believe it when I was getting told it, but his name's dropping way too often. And then I think it's a couple of weeks now that the media's starting to run with it, that um, Maybe they should trade him, and because the, the the whole news, um, or the smoke I should say, um, is around um, Tom Lynch. That he's still not he's not happy at the club. There is some form of issues there. If a deal can be worked out, and you can go to Vic. Um, they're open. He's open to it. I'm not saying Gold Coast Suns are open to it. And I, I found it uh, quite. Um, um uh, I was amazed when I heard Gil McLaughlin on um, on the couch directly mentioned tom lynch about giving the ambassador um ambassador role and that sort of validated everything that i was hearing because for the ceo to come out and i think it's bloody corrupt um because where was our why is not martin an ambassador you cannot tell me that tom lynch has a bigger media profile than dustin martin and, and you can't tell me that dustin martin couldn't bring as much new members we've got record membership he would have brought members so if that's the analogy he's given on the foot, because they're an expansion team, they need that ambassador. I, I call bullshit. Excuse the language, but I call bullshit. It's it's it, it, Richmond um, is a club. We should have equal rights to any other club, and we've got a marquee player who draws in much more media attention than Tom Lynch. That brings in new new members, new followers for across all clubs. Um, and they didn't give us any help. They didn't give us any assistance. So. That's why I believe he is gettable. Now, from what I heard and what I this is, I'm just going to share back to what I said last podcast and what I said about four weeks ago. I do know we've pursued Tom Lynch. We've looked at it um, to see if we can crack that door ajar. Um, we've got two first round packs this year, picks this year. We're not averse to offering them up. Um, we're not averse to offering one of them up and a player um, if it's anything possible to get Tom Lynch across. Um, we also have a lot, heck of a lot of cap room. People don't realise that. We've got Leeds. We're not paying his contract anymore after this year. Yaron's no longer on the books. Um, and we have and we were struggling to pay our full payments anyway. So um, – because our list is really young. So, yeah, it's exciting times. Do I think we'll get him this off-season? My gut's telling me no. My gut's telling me that he'll probably re-sign with Gold Coast Suns for another two years due to pressure also from the AFL. They'll make it too good to refuse. But that would um, – I tell you what, the trade in three years' time um, is going to be really, really interesting. Um, because you'll have him, you'll have Kelly out of contract um, and Dan now eager to move home. So that would be fun. Um, the other one is Josh Shackey. I broke – just so people that don't know, I didn't mention last podcast because I was mentioning other names and didn't want to invert a common big note myself. But um, I mentioned Shaky as early as uh, – it was last off-season – and people said, oh, you're kidding. No, there's no way they'll get rid of him. And I said, no, no. And then I backed it up again very early this year. Um, sorry, uh, uh, before, six months before even the media knew that. I said, look, the rumors I'm getting is Shaki. We're coming to the Tigers. We're doing everything thing we can to get Shaki across. Then six months later, it became open news. And obviously, Josh just had a lot lot of issues. Young kid, he was 19 at the time, copying it from every single quarter. And he took the escape clause and just re-signed. Now, when, at the time when he re-signed... I said to a few close friends on our board that I still believe we'll get him. Um, I still believe that was probably us saying to them, look, sign him up to protect him um, and we'll look after you at the trade season. So I reckon he's 60% chance at this stage. Obviously it will firm up as it goes along and as it, and hopefully our season doesn't end until after the big dance. But, um, yeah, I've got a really strong – I've had a few recruiters tell me that are in the industry that have told me that it's um, – Probably sixty or seventy percent chance that he's going to come to the Tigers, and, and it'll be something like a a pick and a player or or a couple of players. Um, we've got some currency to them. We've got Miles, we've got Lloyd, which I both think both of those players will not be at the club next year. Um, they've just been um, squeezed out because of natural progression. Um, so he's another one. Just keep an eye out, Shaky. Um, you'll get a lot of you hear a lot of noise that he's not leaving, but I think Brisbane and um, the Tigers, because we do have a good relationship. Um, between the two clubs. So I think we might do something. And um, the other one
0: you mentioned last time from Brisbane was Rockcliffe. Is that still on the cards and can there be a potential
1: a, a mega deal kind of thing? Yeah. Well, he hasn't resigned, has he? Um, Not everyone that I've seen. No, he hasn't. Um, everyone, when I mentioned the last podcast and before the whole rumours was going to resign, he hasn't resigned yet. they now the season's over. I do know that we've um, aggressively pursued him. That's all I know. Um and I knew that I knew that about three, four months ago. Um for a player not to resign when their season's finished, that means he's made he's because he's got a big decision to make. He's, he's established in um Queensland. Lepanosius is established there. He's got I think doing renovations on their house, you know, got a young family. But he wants to play in finals. He wants to experience uh, a sustained success. And Richmond is a home a very appealing home to a lot of clubs. We've got a young playing group that are actually good enough to make finals. Um, Now, what we do in the final series this year is going to have a tremendous weight on what sort of talent we can bring in. But I do know Tom Rockliffe has been someone we've looked at closely. My gut's telling me he'll probably stay um, at Brisbane or he may move um, to another Melbourne club. Um, And hopefully that club's us. I think it would be perfect for us. Um, Look, I'm a really big believer that, yeah, we need a second-tall But really what we need more than a second tour is an elite midfield that has a deep eight-man rotation um, that can keep the four. Look, our smalls have proven it. If we can get the ball in our forward line, we can lock it in there. And you need need gun midfielders to do it. And Rockcliffe is. He's a dead-set gun. Um, And it frees up. It would be an even more powerful tool to free up other players to play permanent forward. Could you imagine Dusty playing permanent forward? we just prolong his career.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that would definitely help, especially when it's getting to the sixth and seventh year of his contract. Just leave him in the square.
1: Mm. So, yeah, Rockliffe's another one um, that's um, sort of on the radar. Um, I do know that uh, from other gossip I've heard, it's nothing confirmed yet. Stringer is another name. <clears throat> we we identify if we can't land at all, um, and there's a, there's a couple of young kids in the national draft that we might go as a plan B option, but... We need marking power, um, and we need, we need X-Factor in the forward line. So we need support for Rewalt. We know that. That's our main aim. But I heard Stringer. Um, now, I don't know. I heard that just recently a couple of days ago. So I don't know if that's gained any momentum. And I'll know more as the, um, as the trade period starts to hold up, um, and I'll keep you um, informed on that. But Stringer is another one that we had a bit of a look at.
0: Okay, then. Alright, well that's some, some pretty good news, and the, the shucky one would be good, um, I've sort of been on record as posting that I wouldn't want to give up too much at this stage, because he's not really proven, it's all on a potential, um, and it kind of scares me a little bit, but I also understand that you know big guys do take a little bit longer, so if he's keen to come home and we can get something done, I think that would be a good move provided we don't leave ourselves short with draft picks and things like that, so that's going to be yeah, a good one to follow.
1: Well, the main thing with Shaky though too is he's such a young kid. He's just turned twenty now. Um, people got to realise um, his performance that this year. I don't think is indicative to his actual performance levels, um, and, it, and his stats bear that out um, in his junior days and um, what he did at Brisbane in his first year. I think he, he got he got mentally battered around, and he just look. He's just some people can. Uh, Carry it like Martin could carry it like it didn't even affect him. Um, but some players can't. Some players it really does affect. Um, there's also Motlop too. Um, this is the one that I hate saying. Um, I know Geelong are aggressively trying to farm him out to another club. Now, last year it was very. It was the the year before last. Sorry, um, off season we were very close, and then we said no. We went pretty cold on it. So I don't think he's coming to the Tigers. But I do know Motlop won't be at Geelong. I'd be gobsmacked if he's at Geelong uh, next year as well. Um, he's another guy that needs a really, really good final series.
0: He does. And, I mean, obviously the last time we played him, he turned it on and played the game of his life. So it'd be nice yeah, for him to didn't... not do that this week.
1: But... <laughs> well, the averages are he only plays one good game out of four. So um, hopefully that would mean that um, in the final he's not going to have a good one. Fingers crossed.
0: Well, thank you for the news. um, We've got a couple of tweets that have come in with some questions as well, so I might run through a few of those. The first one is from Oki FC Porto 7, and the question is, hi, with Dusty on signing, are we restricted in trying to improve our list even further?
1: No, it's because um, from what I know, again, this is the information that I've got, how we've structured the deal has been a a win for us as well as for Dusty. Um, We've always had a large amount of catch If If you follow the forums at all, for the past couple of years, everyone used to have this running joke about our war chest, and the club spruced it, war chest, war chip, war chest. Caddy and Prestia did not take um, half of that war chest, um, and the proof of the pudding in me saying that is because we had Yaron and we had Lids as well still on the books this year, So, um, and we still easily obtained Caddy and um, Prestia. pressure. So, um, yes, we do have a wall chest. Oh, I hate using that term, but, look, we do have cap space um, and we'll have particular for next year. Um, I think we have more con- more convinced that next year is going to be a fantastic draft period. Um, the draft looks really strong. So I think, Nick, we want to position ourselves this year to get one or two pieces of the puzzle that is an experienced player. I mentioned that last podcast and that's sort of what I'm hearing. We're going to go a mature age route this year, try to use our two draft picks as a as a weapon to do that. If we can't get a good mature player across because we've got the money to pay them, um, we will try to get our draft picks for next year as well. So maybe we can bundle them up and get a better pick for next year um, because next year we're definitely going the kid's route. Um, I know that for a fact. And speaking of the
0: draft picks, the second question we've got is from Roxman. Are we definitely looking at trading our first rounders? This could be a tactic so Nash is acquired using late picks or points.
1: Yeah, I, I sort of intimated that last podcast. Yeah, we are. Um, from what I heard, we don't want to be using our first-round pick on Nash. Um, so the first-round pick um, for us is very tradable um, because obviously we can't use it if we don't have it. So, yeah, it's, we're definitely going to be aggressive in that sense. Um, I can't wait for Nash to play at Richmond. I seriously can't. I've followed him a little bit this year, more, more this year than other years. He's he's great. He's got this beautiful um, burst of speed. Um He's going to compliment our team when he gets a bit more weight on him and he gets a bit more um, – a couple of pre-seasons in his, um, in his tank. But, yeah, lovely kid. Yeah, good talent. But he's not a top-10 draft pick. He's more a twenty twenty five. So, um, yeah, we're going to definitely look at trading our first two picks. I think that's
0: pretty smart, smart um – a smart – track to go down to so we don't yeah, cough up the first round pick because obviously with the bidding system clubs are going to make other teams earn it and pay as much as they can but if we simply don't have the picks to use uh, we'll just have to yeah, bundle up a few later ones and, and go into point deficit or whatever we have to do but uh, no thank That's you for that. thanks for sending through the tweets people and we'll, we'll keep doing that in future episodes as well so Tiger71 thank you so much for coming on and sharing the news um, hopefully yeah, people enjoy the rumours and the you know the information you can provide and fingers crossed some of the deals come off for us
1: yeah, um, one other name that I forgot to mention, sorry, I, I don't know why I skipped him. It's probably because he's poor Adelaide and, <clears throat> and I can't stand the bloke. Gove. I, I, I thought we weren't interested, to be honest, because he's more of a defender than a forward. Um, but um, I just got a text from a mate, because um, I mentioned I'm doing a podcast tonight, um, and he said, don't forget to mention Trengo, that's literally it. So <laughs> I don't know what that means, um, but um, I've just done it there for him. So, yeah, don't forget to mention trigo
0: So, there you go. Okay. I mean, his name was thrown around a few times in previous years, not necessarily to us, but with um, teams being after him because of his size and position kind of factor. But we'll yeah. keep an eye on that one as well. so too easy. Once again, thank you very much, Tiger71. been a pleasure having you on again. No, And I didn't swear once, hey? No, you didn't. No, we did well. Fantastic. Don't... You've saved me a lot of editing time. It's good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thanks, mate. All right, matey. You take care, bud. You too, see, see ya. Mate. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Richmond Big Tigercast. Tiger Cast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube so you can follow all the roast and toast, the reviews and previews, and all topics for Richmond. Also, keep an ear out for our special episodes of interviews with past players. Go Tigers!